smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. It is VSIN Primetime, hour number two. It's presented by BetMGM, and we welcome in Stormy Bonatoni. You just saw her on VSIN Final Countdown with Matt Brown. I believe, Stormy, your co host was like me sweating out desperately the Green Bay Packers to move on in Survivor. Sean was uh, very much against my Green Bay Packers selection. I was supporting the evil empire, Stormy. I had already gotten my selections through, (laughs) and I was like, we've already knocked out about 300 people today. If we knock out another 689... I'm just, it's just simple mathematics. It wasn't personal. I'm not personal. mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I'd be cheering for Were you texting him throughout the game or no, did you I, let it sit? He don't respond, so okay. I don't like rejection. I don't no. believe that he doesn't respond. I don't respond. You don't talk trash during Notre Dame games? Come he on. He won't answer the phone. I don't answer the phone. Don't call me during Notre Dame. And then he berates me on social media. Can you believe? <laughs> he won't answer your call. Right. He'll respond well, he'll, on yeah. Twitter and he'll be like, talk to strangers. don't call me during a Notre Dame yeah. game. Why would you do that? That's just that's just rude. It is bro- it is rude. It's like last Stormy, year when he, he started- did not go to Notre Dame. Neither, Neither did, did I. Stormy. And I'm a Notre Dame fan. You're not going to get a good reaction from this you, desk oh, so when it let comes me ask to Notre you this. Dame. But you show. would answer the phone if I called you during the Notre Dame game. Uh not if it was like going poorly. Yeah. You called me during the You got to think it through. You got to have some You called me during the Marshall game. What am I going to be like, "Hey Sean, Sean, great to hear from you." Sean. Did I call you when you almost lost your two-lane bet? No. Did I, you, because you knew. Which, did I call you? Wasn't I calling the high school game that night? No. Oh. Did, 
Did Shout I... out to you guys for the love. I really appreciated the yeah, picture from the Houston right Tulane game last yeah, we week. We rock with really Storm nice. Dogs. Storm Dogs. Did I call you when you were uh, when your alma mater was losing the bell? South Southern Miss plus 12 and a half, never in doubt. But I would have answered the phone. No, you wouldn't Your have. phone call <laughs> no is not going to impact what's going on on the TV. They're going to go to commercial at the same time. They're going to come back to the commercial come on, at the same time. Intact. You it's, know how he is. You can't be like that. You know, you know. It's, it's, and, well, what, it, and what is he going to say, Stormy? He's going to say, ha ha, they're losing their Marshall. What are you doing? Marcus Freeman is your friend. Very good friend. Yeah. And hey, yet, getting him on the show this and week, yet, right? You, I'm going to send you guys pictures from the hotel. Yeah. Now, um, I'm a, I'm a, but I'm not going to invite you to come with me because I'm not good enough to get the phone answered during Marcus the Notre Dame Freeman game. didn't go to Notre Dame. Is he allowed to cheer for Notre Dame? Yeah, he's an employee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can Have you ever worked for back, Notre Dame? Can we, okay, I hate to get you guys back on track, but can we go back to the Packers here for a second? Oh, God. Because that was ridiculous. Was I wrong to be rooting against? No. I had multiple not. friends no. had the Packers. It's just, Absolutely well, everyone not. had the Packers, right. right? And it just blows my mind how much of a paper tiger contender this Green Bay team is that you're going to overtime against a third-string quarterback. And they're probably, like, I was looking at the way their schedule set up. They're 3-1 and one right now, which is a farce because of the way that they actually play football currently. But they're at the they take on the Giants in London, they have the Jets, and then they have Washington. They're going to be 6-1 and one, more than likely here. And everybody's going to be talking about how the Packers are going to the Super Bowl and everybody's going to gel with the wide receivers later on in the season. They're going to be the best ever. And, like, no. I don't know. I, I, I think, I don't see I think to say that they are not as good as their record indicates is fair right now. But I'm curious your two thoughts on this, because I actually think – as time goes on, they and, will get better. And but... Romeo Dubs doesn't drop touchdown passes and fumble. The defense should continue to get better, even though it left some to be desired. Rashawn Gary's been an absolute beast this year. I think as the year goes on, they should continue to get better because those young wide receivers will continue to build that rapport with Aaron. Well, I just think when you're looking at the NFC, it's a big question mark because the best yeah. team looks like Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wonder how much sustainability they have there, but they do look explosive. They look like the NFC's version of the Dolphins, but with a better quarterback. Because I think Jalen Hurts is playing better than Tua, and I think he's more talented because of his ability to pick up first downs and move the chains with his legs, which is a very, very important piece of how you attack a defense. It's what makes Buffalo so good. Mm-hmm. You can't just play all coverage against Diggs and Gabriel Davis and and Knox the tight end because you have to keep an eye on Josh Allen. Same thing with Kansas City. The minute that you just lose sight of everything, what happens? Now Mahomes is running around and spinning off people. And, you know, so that's what makes them dangerous. I'll say this about Green Bay. They'll probably get better as the year goes on. But you can't take anything from that game because Bill Belichick has completely become senile. (laughs) How in the heck do you have a defensive coordinator calling your offensive plays? You're not going to get an argument. They lost that game because of Matt Patricia. The only time the Patriots tried to throw the ball was down the field. And Baylor Zappi obviously looked uncomfortable. He looked just like you would expect a third stringer to look that all of a sudden has to play his first NFL regular season game at Lambeau Field. And when they got the ball on the 50 in overtime, that was the worst sequencing of play calls I've seen in a long time. It really was. And that's why they lost the game. 
Now I thought it was wonderful play calling. Keep it up, Matt. Patricia. If Brian Hoyer doesn't get hurt, I, I said I thought six hundred and eighty nine people are knocked out of, of Survivor. I'm I, convinced. I was gonna say that. Bailey Zappi definitely looked better than Brian Hoyer, so I think he might be not nah, not when Hoyer it mattered too. Not when it not mattered. when it mattered. Well, I mean Brian Hoyer didn't have to play when it mattered, so you're right. They they they, <laughs> they scored one touchdown. The refs gave us one when the play clock ran out for like three oh seconds. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. I'm like, what are, what are we doing here? Yeah. And then they, you know, the the referee analyst comes on and is like, "Yeah, the back judge should just be staring at the play clock." Yeah, must have just had a cheese curd at that time. I don't know what what was going on, but NFC is wide open though. It really Absolutely. is. I mean, there, there does not look like a complete team outside of Philly. Well, the Eagles have been so fun to watch, though. And you talked about Jalen Hurts, obviously, but the defensive effort that we saw yesterday. What was cool, I think, about the game with the Jaguars is that we all are kind of of the understanding that these are a different Jacksonville Jaguars team this year. And so I think for the Eagles to be down 14-0 and the Jags driving and them to be able to work their way out of that, not only win the game, but cover the game still, and to have their defensive front be a force was so fun to watch that like not only is it Jalen Hurts in this offense being able to run the ball being able to dish it out that their defense is holding court as well was really impressive to me I, I like the sequel I'll team. say this about the South go and get that two to one on the Titans to win the division think so mm. yes oh that's like we me and Matt were talking about this like we need to do a quarter of the season way evaluation of like where we've been right where we've been wrong and I was very much so of the understanding that Matt Ryan and the Colts were going to finally get over the hump and things were going to be really good for them. I loved my pick for the Colts to win the division, and I'm so out of it. It's heartbreak. Like, they just haven't looked anything like I expected them to. And yet their one win this year is over the Chiefs because the NFL Unbelievable because it's the NFL. It's makes, crazy. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I have a bet on the Colts to win the division, and am I going to double down on it? Absolutely not. <laughs> I tried to tell you. Well, you also tried to tell me that Mitch Trubisky and Carson Wentz were going to be Pro Bowlers. I said or. Wait, what? One or the that other. That was one of the hot takes? Yeah. I said one Very or the hot. other. You said the Steelers were going to win the AFC North. Do you, do you want to speak? Or? Again. So you, said, was, again. you said the Commanders were going to win the uh, NFC uh, uh, East. Again. So don't be peacocking and telling me. I tried to tell listen, you. Listen. First of all, the season's not over. Okay. You want to double down on those? And... If you'd have told me T.J. Watt was going to get hurt in right. week one, he's such a big part of what they do defensively. And without him, they don't have a pass rush. Mm-hmm. So that that's huge. Like, Well, usually when you talk about a team that loses a key player that changes the trajectory of a team season, it comes at the quarterback position. For the Steelers specifically, it, may be it just happens to be yeah. – Well, I think it's a defensive player. I think right. like T.J. Watt's absence is so significant. Um, but, yeah, Pickett definitely was lively. He reinvigorated everyone in the stands in Pittsburgh, the team clearly as well. Two of those picks were definitely not on him. No. So his stat sheet looks worse than he actually played. But, like – it's rough. I have season win totals on the season over for the Steelers and the alternate lower number, and I'm not feeling confident in either of them right now, which is breaking my heart because, Mike Tomlin, I'm counting on you to well, have an listen, over 500 listen, season. Stormy, I had one preseason opinion in the NFL that I will honestly say I was dead wrong on, and that's the Commanders. Other than that, I, I feel tried like to tell you. Are you right? He did. <laughs> I made every a lot of money on the every Cowboys day for this two weekend, months. So. I could not get past his <laughs> geographic bias. Being from, being from that area, all the pain that the Redskins, then the football team, now the commanders have caused him. I could understand how, you know, he wanted to scratch that itch a little bit. But I was wrong on the commanders. They're awful. But I, don't worry. I mean, they're awful. The good news is the official team Twitter account did tweet out a picture of the owner 
with Jerry Jones. I think he had Jerry Jones hostage. So that's uh, that. That seems like a, I was like, what? Do you think this is going to go over well? I, I will say, let's just talk about the Cowboys though, real quickly. They're now three and one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cooper Rush is what three and zero oh as the starter since taking over. Quit while you're ahead, Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> so you look you look at this division right now. Eagles are four and zero. Oh, Cowboys are three and one. Is it time, though, to look at the Cowboys to maybe win this division? You brought that up last week a little bit, Sean. Well, and I think here's what you have to think about. They're getting healthy now. Michael Gallup was finally back. You saw him make a couple mm-hmm. down-the-field throws. In his absence, they developed another target in Noah Brown, who's having in a good season. CeeDee Lamb is showing signs of at least being a 1B mm-hmm. type of, of lead receiver. And Ezekiel Elliott for all of the funerals that we had this offseason about him being done and washed, he actually looks a lot better than he has the last couple of years. And in a timeshare with Tony Pollard, uh, I think they're on to something. I'm still concerned about the ability of the offensive line to hold up long-term. You know, I, even Zach Martin stubbed his toe yesterday, but – they're legit because defensively they're legit. I just hope that when Dak does ultimately come back that they continue the same offensive philosophy that they've had since Cooper Rush because obviously they had to adjust with him. Mm-hmm. They're making it a more balanced attack. They're utilizing Zeke and Tony Pollard to your point. And I just hope that once they get the better quarterback in there that you know can make all the throws and can do all of the big heroic things that they stick to what is having success for them. Hurry up, Dak. Get back before <laughs> Cooper blows it. Well, uh, well, well but, the defense, but the defense is definitely hey, the star Cooper, the quit while you're ahead, brother. That's why I bet them. I bet minus three on the Cowboys so freaking hard this week because I knew that their pass rush was just going to attack that offensive line. And you have a break. I'm sorry. We'll learn more about the Cowboys <laughs> the next two weeks. They play at the Rams and then at the Eagles. More with Stormy on the other side. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with VSIN's new podcast, VSIN Daily Morning Bets. Josh Applebaum gives you every piece of info you need to be ready for betting the day's biggest games in just 15 minutes. He discusses line movement, injuries, and what you need to be looking at before you make your bets. Make the VSIN Daily Morning Bets podcast part of your morning routine. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray, hanging out for another segment co-host of VEASAN's Final Countdown with Matt Brown, Stormy Bonatoni, also catcher on most Saturdays on ESPN. Little Bird told me, maybe not working this weekend. Little, I have a bye An week. idle week. Yes, so, which rarely, if ever, happens. So kind of cool that I get to actually like sit back and watch some college football this week. We're both going to be over at the Notre Dame-BYU game at Allegiant Stadium, Go Irish, yes, which sir. I'm sorry, anybody that has seen me cover a million BYU games over the last. Few I know, years. right? <laughs> you haven't been on the sideline. Maybe they knew that you wouldn't this be is coming. You would, you would actually, you know, not be at your best because you'd be like thinking about October eighth. I did so many BYU games. You were on the BYU beat. It felt for like. real that people <laughs> were like DMing me, messaging me, "Hey, you should probably just get apartments out there in Provo." I had a chanting, like a a section of students that chanted my name when I walked by for a couple games. Like, I was there a lot. Um, so, miss you all, but rooting against you on Saturday. Uh, you were on the sidelines a Friday night game, which was great to see you. We saw you here in studio. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to see Tulane and Houston, so a little AAC in your life. What a what a bizarre game. You're third, you're, you, you, you don't have Michael Pratt, who is a, you know important piece. You're starting quarterback. That news, like, started to circulate during the day. And then the backup looks well. He's lowering his shoulder, Sean. He's lowering the boom. He gets hurt. And then you've got a a freshman come in. And now you look at this Tulane team. Sean took a little flyer on them because the AAC looks open. I don't know. They're interesting. And I don't even think that's a green wave bias by Sean at all, which would be natural. Don't blame you there. But they have been very exciting and fun to watch. Obviously, they have that win over K-State as well, which is looking better and better um, the way that the Wildcats have played. They're fun, and I was shocked at the way that game played out based on the fact that they had to have that redshirt freshman Kai Horton in from 
the second drive of the game. And you talk about that situation with Michael Pratt. I still can't believe how it all went down because there were whispers throughout the day. Yeah. And then we're out there at warm-ups for the game, and Michael Pratt is in pads throwing with his left hand oh. <laughs> as like some sort of a you know decoy. little yeah. decoy on the field. But you know, all, right. all those coaches, like the assistants that like line up at the 50-yard line because they aren't allowed to go past, just scoping it out. Um, so, yeah, we only learned officially about 40 minutes before kickoff that Pratt wasn't going to play, and then Justin Ibieta gets hurt lower in the shoulder early in the game, and you don't know what you're going to get at that point with the young quarterback, and he comes out and delivers in overtime, no less, to get a win over the preseason favorite to win the American. Um, Houston has not looked like we thought that they were going to look. Didn't agree with the decision, probably. <laughs> and I don't think that Dana Holgerson agrees with his decision at this point, looking back on it either, to take the ball first in overtime and, you know, have the play calls that he did. But um, fun game, very fun game. And I am excited to watch the Green Wave further. I like what um, what their coaching staff has done with that group yeah, to get Fritz them on does par. A good job. I mean, yeah. After the season that they had last year, yeah. to come 10. back yeah. out and be this motivated and this strong out the gate is awesome. I'll say this, a very good Eastern Carolina team mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. to New Orleans this weekend. And I hope Pratt gets better after watching Horton throw for three touchdowns and Abita go five for five. Because my opinion of Pratt has always been, shows talent, never really plays his best in the biggest games. And so hopefully, well, sometimes when you sit on the side, even if it's because of something you can't control, it's injury, it gives you a different perspective. So hopefully he takes this game and takes that next step because if he does, then I think Tulane's a legitimate contender for the conference. And I'm still trying to figure out what his injury is. I know he had off-season shoulder surgery, so I was thinking it could have been something like that. But on the sideline, he was down there with the guys the entire game, and he was jumping around. He was clapping for guys. So I'm, like, yeah. trying to figure out. Hopefully it was just something. And they minute. just announced today that uh, the Cincinnati-Tulane game, the end the regular season, will be on Black Friday. So it'll be a good opportunity. Which that, that, that's, that's wrong. Central Florida, South Florida, is the game that's supposed to be on Black Friday. Remember, it was the college game of the year in 2017. Yeah, what year is it now? <laughs> Just saying. How's that 80 to 1 looking? Oh, it's safe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sportsbook don't have to worry about having to pay that ticket out. <laughs> uh, did you bet her, too, on BYU South Florida? or is that? Yes, that was something we talked about on Follow the Money because yeah. I had – just... um, oh, who was it <clears throat> that we had as a guest – Oh, Trevor Maddich. Mm. We had Trevor Maddich on as a guest, and you were sick, so I had to do the interview by myself, and I remember teeing it up saying, so our guy Sean really thinks that South Florida is going to rock the Cougars <laughs> straight up. Guys, it's week six. Why are we talking about week one? Oh, they lost right. 48. Sometimes. To- <laughs> <laughs> they lost 48 to All 28. Dumpster fight. I think it was 41-7 uh, or something. At I, one I do want to get to another team that you covered. So you were on the sidelines of Missouri-Kansas State. Missouri got blown out in that game. Then this weekend, Stormy, after be, should have beaten Auburn, mm-hmm. right? Then they go and play Georgia, and they're up double digits almost the entire game. So I don't know how much of that game you caught, but does that give you worries about the legitimacy of Georgia? Was this just a one-off evening? What was your takeaway from Georgia, Missouri on Saturday night? During the game, I was texting our crew, um, Beth Moens and Kirk Morrison, saying, where the heck was this Missouri (laughs) team in Manhattan? Yikes. It's crazy. It's night and day. And yes, because of what I saw in that game, it does give me a lot more hesitation when it comes to Georgia. I did really well with my college football betting this week, and my two losses 
were betting on or against the top two teams in college football. So mm. I bet on Georgia. I laid mm. the 28 and I bet against Alabama. Mm. I took Arkansas with the 17 and a half and I felt good about them. And especially when Bryce Young, by the way, went down, I was like, okay, Arkansas is actually pushing and they have a second string quarterback in here. I think they could win this game now. And then it fell apart and crashed and burned like a cookie and milk. It crumbled. Anyways, back to Georgia. Yes, very much so. It changes my opinion of what I see there. We talked to Vinny Maiulo over at the South Point earlier, and he said that he's dropped Georgia in his power ratings more than four points. Wow. Um, which I thought was significant over the way that their past performances against Kent State and now Missouri. And I think this Mizzou team's really like fighting for Eli Drinkwitz kind of a thing. They're going to get I, smoked this weekend. It's just, they're, I think they're really bad. Like, And I feel bad saying that. I'm sorry if I have to cover them again this year, but it that game was brutal. I remember trying to get ads into the game about their quarterback and like to say some positive stuff. And every time I'd be like, I have an ad through a pick. Oh, I have an ad through a pick. And so I'm so confused by what I saw last night on Saturday. A couple night. things from that game. I was actually surprised. And I, th- I guess this is a hat tip to Eli and his staff, how comparable the athletes looked. Cause normally Georgia just has a physicality advantage. Mm-hmm. Like they look like, okay, they got these guys from a football factory and you got these guys in the parking lot of Target. But that showed it's still the SEC, right? right? Missouri looked the part. And <clears throat> I don't know in hindsight if I was completely wrong about my pre flop opinion on Georgia. Because I kind of reeled it back in because I was like, if Georgia ever was going to regress, it would be this year with all the staff turnover, mm-hmm. all of the graduation of I the top talent that out the gate week to the one, NFL. Though, like but then did. when they came yeah. out and blasted Oregon, I was like, hey, I was wrong. I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. But when you go back, it wasn't just the Missouri game. Kind of monotonous victory over Kent State. Mm-hmm. Kind of monotonous victory the week before. I think it was uh, South, Carolina. South Carolina. Maybe they aren't as elite as they have been. Still good enough to find ways to win. But one thing to watch moving forward, Stetson Bennett been getting hit a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's not the biggest guy. It'll be interesting how does he hold up over the course of this season because I don't know if it's just he's being more aggressive or the offensive line isn't quite as good, a combination of both. But he's taking a lot of hits. Yeah, when I look at what's left, I just – I mean, a visit to Stark Vegas – could be tricky, like we saw this weekend with Texas A&M. You don't believe in Tennessee and Kentucky, though. I think Kentucky's got two those losses. are tough games. You know, I've been dogging you for so many things that we One since loss. I've come on here in the oh, last Oh, that's okay. I'm used minutes. to it. Trust me. But your preview on Kansas State was yeah. awesome. So far. It just depends on if I can get this Martinez through the rest of the year. Because <laughs> the one that showed up for the two-lane game yeah. might be the worst quarterback <laughs> in the conference. But... The other guy is pretty darn good. All right, final minute with uh, with with Stormy Bonatoni. Kentucky's got two losses. No one. Actually. Oh, I was like, yeah. I'm talking about one. Got um, the plus seven for me this weekend. So, but uh, when you look at Clemson, have they figured something out here with DJ? No. Really? No. Clemson DJ's like Daniel Jones. They're winning the ACC. Uh, they might because the ACC is a dumpster fire, but everything can't be dumpster fires. Yes, it can. <laughs> He's processing things at a very methodical pace, and that's not good. It just seems like things move really slow, and if it doesn't go according to plan, he has a hard time getting off track and making things work. So we'll see. I thought – I guess I needed to see over the last two weeks against Wake and against NC State if – 
Clemson was going to be a legitimate contender. And I think they're still not what we wanted or expected them to be, but I think they're much more cemented in that conversation than they would have been. Stormy Bonatoni. Great stuff. V-SIN hey, final guys. countdown. Prime Time with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSEN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions. For teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. The guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We're less than an hour away from kickoff 49ers and Rams in uh, good old Santa Clara, California, Levi Stadium. And we will continue to look at some of the prop plays on this game. Um, I just do want to visit something real quick that we were just chatting with uh, Stormy about. And thanks again for Stormy Bonatoni for stopping by. I don't know. We're going to do our rankings later this week. I don't know if I am ready to put Clemson in the top four. And I guess what I was trying to portray to you was, I think Clemson, in my opinion, has separated themselves from the ACC this year. Right. But what you were kind of alluding to, and I totally agree, was that they're not close. Close is relative. I don't think they're capable with this roster of beating one of the elites. Is that... I think you and I kind of sounded like we were disagreeing, but ultimately I think we're closer than... than. So to me, <clears throat> and this is no like shot at you, this is no offense, they're this year's Notre Dame. From... Just when Notre Dame's gotten into the college football playoff, or say, Oklahoma. You could just say, or Washington. Or Oklahoma. Or Michigan State. Right, Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma's kind of been the team, wins yeah. the Big 12, gets into the college football playoff, and gets... Cincinnati last year. Right. It's basically they're... They're Gets the default shedded. number four team. Right. So, I just – I don't know if they stay there. Michigan last year? I don't know if they stay there. Because the way Michigan and Ohio State seem to be on this crash course, I think it would not surprise me if the college football playoff – this is especially true if USC loses. Mm -hmm. It would not surprise me if the college football playoff was Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State. If that Michigan-Ohio State game is a – field goal at the end of a great game, knowing that they're both in the same division so they both can't go to the Big Ten championship game, and Georgia-Alabama is a great game, field goal game in the SEC championship, and the only two losses between those four teams is when they played each other in tight competitive games. I wouldn't be shocked if, if those are the four teams in the college football playoff. I just really wouldn't. If Georgia and Alabama meet in the SEC title, they're both in. Right. I'm not so convinced about Ohio <clears throat> State and Michigan because the possibility, I'm looking at the schedule. Now, you play the schedule game, you could you always get in trouble here. But 
Let me ask you this, Sean. Right now, Ohio State's three, Michigan's four in the AP poll. Is Clemson, has Clemson already beaten the two best teams in the ACC? Because they've beaten Wake Forest, who just went to Tallahassee and won. Mm-hmm. They beat NC State. Left on the schedule, a trip to Florida State, a trip to Miami. I don't disagree. I've had Michigan as my number four team. However, if they do lose to Ohio State, they fall 11-1. and one. If Clemson goes undefeated and wins the conference, they're getting in. What Michigan needs is Clemson to stub their toe. Which I think they will. Which is possible. Yeah. They still have to play Florida State, Syracuse, Notre Dame, Louisville, Miami, South Carolina. Louisville's terrible. But. Louisville's terrible. On any given night. Not against Louisville. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. They're going to drop one of those games. From October 15th to November 26th. Because of their inability to create separation. Here's the issue, Tim. When I could see Florida you struggle State so much to produce points, like they're almost like the Colts, but without the parity. See, the Colts have to put the eight, ten play drives together to get points, right? Right. And there's so much parity in the National Football League, they're never like the overwhelmingly most talented team. Clemson is a lot like the Colts, except they are generally the overwhelming, overwhelmingly more talented team. So they get away with it. But I'm just telling you, we look at that stretch of games. So they, all these games are tight games for the most part with Clemson. Even the game, the Georgia Tech game, was a tight game. Until it wasn't. Until it, right, until the end. But what happens if, if Jordan Travis is hot for Florida State? I, you know, I'll what, be honest. What happens if Syracuse and the good Schaefer shows up for that game? On the road? Yeah, I'm just saying. On the No. <clears throat> I just don't see it. I could see, I could see them losing at Florida State. That would be the most likely of those. Miami, what is Miami? What if Notre Dame's their loss? If Notre Dame is their loss and they win the conference? They don't get in. I think they do get in. Not over a one-loss Michigan or Ohio State in a great game. It'd be debatable. Because the problem is when it comes down to the precedent of, the, of what the playoff has set so far, a 12-1 conference champion with NC State win, Wake Forest win, you know, Syracuse is ranked right now. Now, Syracuse may not be ranked at that time. I, I'm not completely disagreeing with it. I just I have a hard time envisioning both Ohio State and Michigan getting in unless Clemson loses a couple times. If USC goes undefeated, they're in. If Utah has one loss, I think they get in over a Michigan. I don't because that Florida loss will look worse and worse. I don't think so. I do. I think they'll, they would have two wins over USC. Now, they have to have one Florida loss. beat Utah? And then lost to Kentucky in the same environment. Then went Ohio life. State. Then went life and death with a USF team whose only win is over Howard. Then they lost in a game really where Tennessee dominated. Ohio but State, but they made close at the got end. Got in when they lost to Virginia Tech a year. Virginia Tech, I believe, was under five hundred. They the committee if Utah and that's a lot of ifs, right? They got they got Oregon State this week, or they just beat Oregon State. They've got uh, they've got UCLA this weekend. They've got a lot of. Speed bumps ahead. I'm not saying it's it's likelihood, but if Utah runs the table and the fact that the Pac-12 has been left out since 2017, I think they would get I in. just don't think a team that lost to a Florida team that may not be above 500 would get in over Michigan, Ohio State, whose only loss would be to the other in a super competitive, unbelievable game. Now, let me get Now, to- if it's a one-sided game. Well, let's get to Michigan, though. Yeah. Are you convinced on Michigan? Yeah, J.J. makes a difference. J.J. gives them something they have not had when the supporting cast has been this good since Harbaugh's been there. And that's a special talent 
at quarterback. Now he's got to find a little more consistency, but the Patrick Mahomes-type plays that have to be made sometimes, like the touchdown where he gets out of the sack and rolls to his right and throws the ball right over the outstretched arms of the defender for a touch, like they haven't had that. And like those are kind of the things that win you games. Here, here's what I'll say about Michigan, and I like Michigan. I've had them. And their schedule's easy. Well, that is going to come back to bite them. Well, it's the conference, though. They they pick their schedule. They're pre they're non conference. So they've got one ranked team right now before they get to Ohio State. But I I'll say this: if they I wouldn't be surprised if Illinois is ranked by the time they play Illinois. Cigar bet. Uh, no chance. If you look at their schedule, Sean, Michigan, and they beat Penn State at home, and they lose to Ohio State, and they don't make the conference championship because the tiebreaker would be head to head. They would be eleven and one. Maryland could be a top 25 team at some point, but I think the committee's going to knock them for, uh, for Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. That, they get to decide their non-conference, and that's the non-conference. So what if, it's, uh, what if Michigan beats Ohio State? Then Michigan's in. And does Ohio State not get in? Uh, one loss and a close loss to Michigan? Ohio State, I think, would have a better chance because they challenge themselves. Wow. The- they beat a bad Notre Dame team in, in, week, in week one. How do we know they're bad? Well, we don't. But what's I mean, Notre Dame's record right now? They're two and two. Okay, and what's the rest of their schedule? What What are you What are you but, predicting but, but, Notre Dame's on, record going to so be? So let me let me get this straight. You're really going to compare the fact that Ohio State played a preseason no, that's, top five that's team, ten times Colorado tougher, State, Hawaii, and right? UConn. That's ten to, ten times tougher. I don't know. Than that. I don't know the answer, Sean. I would have a hard time envisioning it. two Big Ten teams have never made the conference. Well, the, uh, the, here's the, the one playoff. thing about strength of schedule that I have a lot more expertise on now after coaching at college. That Colorado State Hawaii UConn schedule was made years ago. I understand. So like they, it's just it's tough to tell. Yeah, but the committee doesn't give a crap about right, that. Right, I know they don't, but I'm saying I'm not going to blame Michigan. But you may not blame Michigan, but the, you have to realize we have to play it off the of what we've seen from the committee to this point. And this could all end up being moot, but I'm just saying if Ohio State and Michigan do play a close game, which is very possible, mm-hmm. I just still think Clemson at 13-0, 100%. Well, yeah, if Clemson's undefeated, Clemson, they get 12 in. Clemson 12-1. But I'm saying a one-loss Clemson team and a one-loss Utah team that both win the Pac-12 and ACC, it'd be fascinating. I don't think Michigan – I don't think the loser of Michigan-Ohio State would get in. It'd be fascinating. Over a one-loss Pac – and USC, too. Yeah, USC's not getting in if they're going undefeated. Well, they're not going to go undefeated. Yeah. They have to run the table to get in. Uh, yeah, if, just because their perception if nationally, lose, if they they're lose, not going to get in. Oh, a one-loss USC is not going to get in over a one-loss Michigan, Ohio State. If they, Clemson is ACC champ. If they lose at Utah and then avenge that loss in Las Vegas, I think they'd have a shot. If they go twelve and one, I don't. We will see. Yeah, we will. That's why they play the games? That is true. A lot of carnage still to come, though, in the college football. We Let's got go Monday Tulane. night football coming up. We'll take a look at the prop market on the other side. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray, 30 minutes away from kickoff out in Santa Clara, California, as the 49ers hosting the Los Angeles Rams tonight. Your latest look at the line, 49ers a two-point favorite with a total of 42. Um, We'll have Josh Applebaum coming up top of the hour to give us the latest on uh, the market and where the money's been coming in, anything that he likes. You were rolling with the dog here. Yeah, I took the Rams and over. I think we get a really good version of Garoppolo, but I think we also get to see the Matt Stafford that we saw last year. I think this is where he finally has kind of worked himself back into a rhythm. 
think they're finally figuring each other out. You know, once Allen Robinson actually shows up, uh, he's been there. He's just been invisible. I think that will be really good. But I think tonight you you, you get a good fight. I think they make a statement, too. I think what they saw the Chiefs do, and, you know, as a quarterback, you sit there last night in your room and you watch Patrick Mahomes, and you're like, oh, okay. So, okay. So, all right, boom. It's like you had a competition, and, and one of your competitors just did a performance, and they killed it. And you're like, okay, all right, I got a different song, but, you know, I got the same quality stuff. So I think we're going to get some, some, some good offensive football tonight. Yeah, uh, I got the 49ers. I took money line. I think the lowest you can still get. You can still get it. If you went money line, then we can both Yeah, we, Yeah. We, small window, but uh, Rams by one. Hey, or, man, listen. Or, sorry, Niners by one. 35-34. Niners, I'm cool with. Working in there. Yeah, um, yeah minus 120, still available at a couple books out there, so... Uh, that's what I play. That's what I'm rolling with here. With I hit Niners. my first my first nerfie today too. Nice for the day. I have I'm playing two. So I had the Cubs, no runs in the first Baseball inning. Season still going on. Yeah, and then I had uh, Padres, no runs in the first inning. Are we gonna get Aaron Judge cut ins tonight? <clears throat> Gosh, I hope not. That was enjoyable over the weekend. Really, really loved it. You know what I do if I was the rest of baseball? I'd intentionally walk him. <laughs> So that way we don't have to watch to hold it back. Because, like, they're trying to walk him, just not intentionally. <laughs> so just put the arm out with the catcher, you know. and You don't even need to do that anymore. You just say go to yeah, first. Yeah, so, I mean, we don't it's not interrupting with games. Um, all right, take a look at Matt Stafford. So you think a big night is coming for yes. Stafford. Over, under, and passing yards for Stafford is 248 and a half. So far this year, Stafford is... You look at the, uh, the game log, you had 249 against Arizona, 272 against Atlanta, and then 240 in the opener against the Buffalo Bills. So he's kind of been hovering around that number. He's eclipsed it once. Over-under on passing touchdowns, one and a half. Juice to the over at minus 125. A zero and a half interception. So will he throw an interception? Essentially, yes, no. Is minus 120 to the over? Yes. Minus 110 to the under. Completions, 23 and a half, Sean. He had... 29 against the Bills, 27 against the Falcons, 18 against the Cardinals. So you do like the over, so would that be a correlation where you would lean towards some of the overs on Stafford? Yeah, I can't. I, I think I got a can't-miss parlay. Overpassing right. yards, overpassing touchdowns, over longest pass. Okay, Why? I didn't want to get into the completions and attempts because no, we'll, he might we'll, just—I know he might just be, right. you know, bombing. You know, it might come in chunks. But I think, listen again. I just, you know, gave you a breakdown of the quarterback mentality and the why. When you watch Patrick Mahomes do his thing yesterday, and then you see Brady look vulnerable as a quarterback, you're like, oh yeah, I'm about to get some of that shine tonight. And Stafford, you know, a lot of people—he's played. At a pretty average level, people are starting to think maybe something wrong with that elbow. He wants to go out and prove he's fine. Garoppolo, how much more embarrassing does it get? I mean, it turned into a ESPN job for Orlovsky running out the back of the end zone. Maybe <laughs> Garoppolo will have a career in television as well. He can tell people what you should and shouldn't do during the game uh, outside of me running out of the end zone unknowingly. So he wants to bounce back. Plus, Garoppolo's playing for a contract. I mean, so I think you're going to get really good performances from both quarterbacks. And uh, I think we're going to see some touchdowns, some points. And uh, may come down to who has the ball last. Well, that's What big... I'm hoping is it's a 31 Man. to 33 game. And San Francisco's lining up to kick a field goal to win it. And I don't have to sweat the result. 
<laughs> Either they miss it and I win, or they make it and I win. That's the scenario I'm that's, looking for. That's quite the scenario. <laughs> You're hoping for a 33, potentially a 34-33 finish. Right. Or uh, it could end 33-31, and I win both ways. Well, I would prefer not. I mean, the right. big the reason why I, I do like the 49ers is this is a team that had a ton of preseason hype. You know, maybe they win the NFC. They're definitely going to win the NFC West. And they lose week one in the rainstorm against the Bears. Seahawks, they're taking care of business. Trey Lance goes down. He gets hurt. He's lost for the year. Jimmy G comes in, looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. So now people are saying, well, maybe the 49ers are better without Jimmy G. They come out and they lay a turd in the punch bowl against the, the, uh, the Broncos on the road. To me, this is just a buy low opportunity. I think. People are, are staring at why are the Ram or the, the 49ers the favorite in this game? We just saw them play like absolute you-know-what. So I think this is, to your point about Jimmy G, which you're, I don't think you're disagreeing with, I think you're going to see a much better performance from Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have the history, albeit a lot of the time it's in the underdog role, but of Kyle Shanahan getting the best of Sean McVay. So I, I think the 49ers, I will say this, though. We talked about it earlier in the show, and you've mentioned it. Having no Trent Williams is is a big deal. I mean, that's an all-pro left tackle, not in the lineup tonight for the 49ers. I agree. And I think it may make them one-dimensional. And although I think Garoppolo will play better, it also exposes him to making mistakes. So I'm hoping he plays good, but then in a critical moment, throws one to Jalen Ramsey, who runs it back. And, you know, then the Niners went on a walk-off field goal. I tell you, I'm cool with that. I'm very, you know, it almost feels like we do need Stafford to play at the level you speak of because the run game has been really below. Yeah, I want to know what Cam Akers did, too, because some kind of way he got at McVay's doghouse and McVay forgot to tell everybody. They're averaging, Sean, so far this year, and this isn't ideal going up against a a pretty good front in San Francisco, 3.4 yards per carry this season, and they're averaging – a league third worst, 72 yards per game on the ground. Well, let me explain why, Tim. Cam Akers is their number one back, right? In mm-hmm. three games, he has 30 carries. That's 10 carries a game. Now, he's not getting the ball. In those same three games, Daryl Henderson has 27. So, I mean, they're just they're, they're, they're not committing to running the football. So, that's why they aren't productive running the football. We have the rushing props up there. So Cam Akers, 42 oh, I'm not and touching a- any of those. No, <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. I've got other things that I know are right. far more likely to happen than getting involved in these Jimmy two run G? games. Jimmy G gets out there, a little three-yard scramble, a little slide down, Sean. Mm-hmm. Make that happen. Ironically, Wilson, through three games, only has 39 rushes. Well, he wasn't the main back. Initially, it was so, supposed to be Eli Mitchell. He got hurt. So, I mean, Wilson's only averaging about, what, 12, 13 carries a game? We'll see if it's uh, the Jeff Wilson game. It's, t- uh, it's tough to, to, to do a lot when you have limited touches. Well, and when you're running with a makeshift offensive line with no Trent Williams on the left side, they've been the guards have kind of been up in the air so far. So, yeah, we might have to see uh, Jimmy G airing it out. But uh, hopefully we get it done. Um, when we get back from this break, now, I need to know. Well, we got Josh coming up. I know, and I hope Josh has a, a couple got, players in mind, too. We got to get this first touchdown in the game prop. Kyle Juszczyk. Who? Pull back. Kyle Juszczyk. Oh. Yeah, a little flare out of the backfield. 
Yeah, I'm not going to pick a 49er because I took the Rams. So you're a hater. I, I've, I've. You want a cigar bet? I've game? gotten down to whichever team I'm wagering with. That's the only team I play the <laughs> well, first touchdown I, props. I wagered on the, uh, on the 49ers. That's the way I'm rolling. I think he was 30 to what 1. What about here. Jordan Mason? Well, I'm not going to give you any love on a. That's on a, a, that's ramp. a it's a 49er. On who? Jordan Mason. 18 to 1. I got my guy, Kyle Juszczyk. Fullback. What's his back. odds? 30 to 1 here at the circuit. That'll be a nice hit for you. Yeah, let's go. Josh Applebaum going to come up, give us the latest as we get you ready for Monday Night Football. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.